previously on Elite Week. Commander Fee, I have been and always shall be your friend. I've been waiting for you, Commander Roy Cookson. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Shot through the hull, and you're in flames. You give pilots a bad name.
So welcome everyone to Elite Week. I hope you're uh, enjoying that. I hope you enjoyed that song and the previously on, in case anybody didn't catch last week's episode, now you know what happened. And uh, yeah, man, welcome to Elite Week, episode 20, Galactic Water Cooler. Again, this is the water cooler. This is the weekly update for everything that happened in Elite for the week of Friday, July the 3rd, 2020, 3306 for you commanders out there. How are you guys doing? Roy, Fee, how are you guys doing today? I am having a great day and uh, looking forward to a weekend of flying spaceships. It's awesome. Hell yes, a long weekend. V. Yeah, likewise. You know, it's uh, it's Friday and it's a long weekend. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a great day. It's uh, all things considered. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the same thing, flying spaceships and, and just chilling out for the for the weekend. Yeah. How about you, Kai? How are you doing? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I am feeling fantastic. I I am off. I get to fly spaceships. I get to have some liquid refreshments. Life is good. Life is good. So right away, I just want to give a big, big shout out to everyone that is joining us. Uh, all of you people listening at home and whether it's, you know, on the, on the YouTube or you know, live stream or later on the YouTube as a video or those people that are listening to it on the podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic weekend and I hope that you get used to sort of Friday night or at some point during the weekend, sort of elite week being your, your thing that eases you into the weekend and gets you, you know, ready for some elite fun. So let's start at the very, very beginning. I want to spend a little bit of time and put a spotlight on my two co-hosts. Roy and Fee, uh, I feel like you guys kind of know me a little bit better from, you know, having previously done a lot of stuff on Loose Screws and done stuff with uh, Elite Week and stuff in the forums and yada, yada, yada. And I really want you guys to kind of get to know Roy and get to know Fee a little bit better because these guys are awesome. So why don't we start with the segment, uh, the Roy segment. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, let's let's kind of let's get to know a couple of things and kind of have you present a, a thing for for the for the crowd tonight. Okay, so uh, hi, I'm I'm Commander Roy. Uh, you may remember me from educational videos such as uh, hauling bio waste, do your duty, and <laughs> how to do BGS and not lose your freaking mind. <laughs> No, seriously. Uh, so I was a Kickstarter backer of Elite Dangerous, but even though I've actually only been playing this game since since January, uh, there's a whole other story behind that. But um, there's a lot of what I'm finding is there's a lot of important events that have taken place in the in-game history of Elite that I did not experience <laughs> and am only now just learning about. And so one thing I wanted to focus on tonight is something that I believe newer commanders such as myself uh, might benefit most from. So I had uh, this week the pleasure of speaking with uh, Commander Awan from the Canon Interstellar Research Group. And for those of you who don't know, Canon, they're an independent cooperative made up of thousands of commanders committed to science and discovering the mysteries of the universe. And Commander Awan generously shared with me at length how 
in-game investigations by thousands of commanders using real science were used to uncover the very first secrets of the Thargoids, including their unique in-game items such as the unknown artifacts, unknown probes, and planetary structures. So I was chatting with him uh, earlier this week, and I was just fascinated by the depth of analysis. I had no idea how dynamic and rich the, the kinds of interactions there are in game between uh, things like Thargoid objects and they make these like whale-like sounds. Uh, and then there's a relationship between those and the cartography of the galactic map. This was like, you know, mind-blowing for me. Um, so there's a couple of examples I wanted to highlight uh, for, for folks that, you know, look, if you've been playing this game solid for five years, you've heard this. If But I, I believe there's a lot of people like me who've joined this game in the last six months who may not even know this exists. So so this is for you. And there's going to be links in the show notes to some of the things I'm talking about here. Uh, the first is there's these objects called unknown artifacts. And these were forced, first discovered uh, in-game in April of 3301. And uh, these are objects that uh, when they're when you throw them out in space, uh, you know, out of your cargo hold or whatever, they they make a song, and it contains apparently a message hidden in Morse code. Um, at first, this message gave coordinates to the celestial body that was nearest to the to the object, and they also oriented themselves in space to point towards uh, the system Merope. And you might think, well, okay, what's the point of that? Merope, as it turns out, was where the first barnacle site. Uh, was discovered, and that's one of the places you can find meta-alloys. And then, in October of 3301, these codes changed. Uh, it stopped broadcasting that first thing, and then, this is mind-blowing to me, they would uh, put out a stream that when you decoded it by reading the Morse code, made a three-dimensional drawing of your ship. Mm -hmm. Like, holy cow. Um, the second example I want to highlight is there's another object called Unknown Probes, and this is another Thargoid object. And uh, these guys figured out that when you hit it with a discovery scanner, it produces uh, you know, an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP pulse, that basically shuts down selectively portions of your ship. And then it sings its whale-like song. And this, is, this was the crazy part. Uh, these guys took the audio from this, put it into uh, audio analyzers like uh, Audacity, for example, where you can see an audio spectrogram, a spectrograph, and they saw pictures. This thing made hieroglyphics drawings inside oh, yeah. these audio spectrographs. There's a link to this in the, in the show notes as well. This is like X-Files stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so then this, uh, uh, this drawing comes out. It gives them more information. And you might be asking yourself, so why, why would this be interesting to new commanders? I mean, beyond the fact that it's, I think, it's super cool. I think it's eye-opening for new players of this game to understand the depth of the methods that FDEV has used in the past to conceal the secrets in the game. And also the sophistication of the tools that groups like Canon have at their disposal to uncover them. And even more recently, I would say it's doubly important to be aware of these methods as we're progressing on the Turn the Wheel initiative. You know, who knows what clues we may awaken as the Dark Wheel's influence spreads. So, I would invite uh, anyone anyone listening who this is, you know, for whom is new information, have a look at, at the links uh, to the Canon Lore site that we'll have in the notes. You'll see what they've discovered about Thargoids, Guardians, and more. 
uh, familiar si familiarize yourself with these tools. Oh, yeah. And for, for those of you participating in Turn the Wheel, now that you see what these tools are and kind of get a sense of, of what's out there, keep your eyes and especially your ears open for these kind of clues. And let us know in the Discord of, of anything unusual you find. Oh, yeah, man. That's for sure. That is like that, that 100%. So I, I had a talk earlier today with Dubs, who literally is flying around, and he's got a third monitor set up now, and he's got uh, the spectrograph thing running all the time oh, and like awesome. just listening to background sound and he's looking for patterns and stuff oh, he's and yet, falling down yeah. the tin these historic, there's already newer things that people are finding through the spectrograph like this is a thing this is a methodology oh, yeah. that fdev uses to you know help uncover help us uncover secrets absolutely man absolutely well that's awesome stuff i'm i am definitely a hundred percent in agreement with you that like there's lots of neat stuff and there's stuff like we gotta you know, we got to keep our eyes open to everything going forward, not just, you know, like the old, old stuff and the new, new stuff. And we're going to get into some of that a little bit later on. But why don't we hop over to Fee? And Fee, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself? Yes. Yeah, so uh, good evening, uh, commanders and, and listeners alike. Uh, I am Commander Fee. Uh, I am, uh, you know, I've uh, been playing the game for quite some time. I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, not probably quite as long as, as most of you, and pro in fact, probably not that long at all uh, in relation to most of you. Uh, I'm a Scorpio. I like uh, long walks on the beach. Uh, I dislike uh, hairy men and uh, the Beach Boys before, or I'm sorry, after 1980. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, that's just a little, little bit about me, uh, and uh, all, most of that is made up. Uh, anyway. So you're saying you very much like non-hairy men? Yeah. All right, let's just get right. They'll be... They'll be along. They'll... <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, so, so what I want to talk about is, is uh, not really... Um, on, from the lore side of, of what uh, Roy has talked about, but more on the on the technical side, uh, you know, I, one of the things that, that drew me to this game was obviously being able to fly spaceships, right? I, I think that that uh, touches on on something that that all of, of we who have played the game um, really drew us to the game in the first place is being able to fly your own spaceship and fly around uh, the solar system and and uh, you know enjoy the game and and uh, I started that that journey uh, on the Xbox actually. I, I uh, you know loaded up Elite uh, in, in the Xbox and played with the game controller and, and pretty soon realized that I needed to up my game. Uh, at that point, I, I, uh, my son, uh, who is, I believe, listening along, was, was kind enough to uh, buy me a, a, a T-Flight Hotas 1 for uh, Christmas a couple years ago, and, and uh, I gave that a shot and, and really uh, since then have not looked back uh, from, from uh, using the Hotas to, to, uh, to play in the game. Uh, not long after, um, you know, Doing that and, and playing in the Xbox, though, I, I also quickly learned that uh, playing on the PC really comes with with a significant amount of, of benefits. And, and I will tell uh, all of you that that my background, actually professionally and personally, uh, comes from working in the IT space. Uh, and and with that, you know, I've always been really a, a tinker. I've been somebody who always liked to tweak and, and fiddle and, and really come up with new ways of doing stuff. And and when I started to dig in and, and go down the rabbit hole of all the cool things you can do with Elite, um, it, it really you know continues to be something that that is a big reason why I play this game. 
shame is, is I'm always looking for, and, and you all may remember when I mentioned it in, in the uh, end of the show last week, I'm always looking for new toys, new things to fiddle with. Uh, over the past week, uh, I did pick up the Rift S uh, headset, uh, as well as uh, started to play with some, some new software. Uh, and really what, what I want to get from, from all of you that are listening along is, is really, you know, tell, tell me what you do to uh, increase uh, your gameplay. Tell me what, what you've done to, um, you know, it, uh, really enhance how you play the game. Uh, I, I, will, I will share that, you know, now that I'm, I'm playing on the PC, uh, I've got the X52 HOTUS. Um, I've got, uh, you know, before I picked up the VR, uh, I played with uh, HueSync. Uh, if, if those of you are not familiar with HueSync, HueSync will actually um, modify your light in the room that you're in if you, if you have Hue light bulbs set up so that as the game lighting changes, it will actually uh, change the lighting in, in your room as well uh, so that as you're flying around the galaxy, the light will fluctuate and change colors and everything else. So I, I've got a uh, LED light strip set up above my desk, and so uh, as the game changes, the, the lighting in my room changes. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, and it definitely uh, adds to the immersion of the game. Uh, beyond that, I'm using a lot of the software that probably a lot of you are already using, uh, you know, ED Discovery, EDMC, uh, with its various plugins, whether it's the Sagai plugin that helps me keep up to date on, on uh, their latest episode, uh, ED Recon, which gives me uh, up-to-date information on, on uh, perhaps uh, pirate activity in, in the star systems I'm in, uh, as well as uh, you know materials and, and, and that uh, type of uh, information. So uh, a lot of benefits there. And then you know there's there's a myriad of, of different toys that I'm playing with. So really, what what I'm asking of you and, and what I'm talking about today and trying to get is is an understanding of what you've done uh, to in, uh, enhance your experience with the game. Uh, really, again, you know I, I I continue to find new things, continue to find new ways to to uh, enhance uh, my immersion in the game and, and you know it's it's one of the reasons why I play the game uh, and and you know even going back uh, to, to what Roy mentioned you know the, the depth of this game and the flexibility and the capability that we have in, in playing this game uh, is one of the biggest reasons for me that I play it you know the lore pieces or, or even just all these little gadgets and gizmos uh, really speaks to the depth that this game has mm. yeah man for sure well, that's cool. Let's uh, so we get to know a little bit about you. We get to little know know a little bit about the stuff that you're using and and the things that sort of Roy has been reacquainted with or made aware of for the first time. Uh, not you know not that long ago in, in the recent. So it's it's a lot of stuff, and I think that's in a very cool way. That's a lot of stuff for sort of newer players to look into. Of like, oh, I'm interested in getting into looking into some of that stuff. I think. You're going to see a lot of new things coming up that are going to tie into some of the stuff that Roy said in the not too distant future as we start to dig into some of these mysterious uh, uh, goings on in, in, in the galaxy. And I think you're going to see uh, a little bit of sort of that exploration and investigation and scientific sort of experimentation return to the game. And and with regard to Fee side, man, there's a lot of stuff in this game for newer players to get involved with. and. And you know, just go all out on HCS voice packs is phenomenal. Hotasses are fantastic, and like, you know, just all of it is is, is good shit. So, for sure, uh, I look forward to more from you guys in your upcoming segments as you get into some more of your stuff. So, right on. Now let's get on to. A kind of a very, very cool shout out that I want to give a very special congratulations to Watherspoon. 
Galnet News Digest just hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. That is amazing. Now look, guys, if you don't have Galnet News Digest on your YouTube, make a note right now, Galnet News Digest. There will be a link in the show notes later. I mean, for those people watching live, it's not there because, you know, stream, but there will be a link in the show notes after the show. Um, go subscribe to that. He does the absolute best job every week giving you the news of the game. When there is no news, he makes it up and brilliantly. And when there is news, he will cover it with class and wit. And it is just amazing. So for sure, big salute to Watherspoon and everyone. Get on that Galnet News Digest train. Um, all right, next up we have news of a phenomenal community goal. <clears throat> I knew about this one before last week's show, but I was promised to see Christie, so I couldn't say anything. Now we can spill the beans. The AXI has a community goal going on, and it is amazing. Um, they are with <laughs> what they're doing is they're using a fleet carrier, right, to sort of how do I say it? Like they're 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 making like just the same way as with a standard sort of FDev community goal. You go to a station and you know you have to like buy a thing or sell a thing or bring a thing. Well, in this case, it's all kinds of stuff that they have that they have orders in for where they say, bring us 2,500 meta alloys, bring us 250 Thargoid sensors, 250 Thargoid probes, 250 Thargoid links you know, Cyclops tissue samples, all these different tissue samples for the different types of the interdictors, you know, resin, yada, 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 all of this stuff. Now, there's going to be a link in the show notes to the website, but I want to say it out loud here just for people. It's AX, so anti-xeno initiative, all one, all one word, anti-xenoinitiative.com forward slash AOW, art of war. Now, they have at that site, a very snazzy sort of explanation of like, hey, here's like the in-lore, like the Solar Times just reported that the crazy scientists over at Canon have a new program. They're gonna paint their fleet carrier in Thargoid bits and it's gonna camouflage them from Thargoids and yada, 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 all this in-game stuff. <clears throat> it's super, super cool. There is a cool video right there on the sort of on the banner for it and they are sort of like number one they are overpaying like crazy because they set the prices before frontier upped like the amounts and they're like eh, we're the anti-zeno initiative we raised a lot of money we're, we're fairly rich we raised a lot of money uh in a, in a drive before this whole thing started we're going to just we're not adjusting the prices we're just going to overpay you enjoy so they're giving you commanders a chance to get rich while you save humanity and get involved in a very cool player-led community goal. And I can't get into specifics, but I'm gonna give a little hint now that I hope that Mgram does not get mad at me for. And if he does, <laughs> just don't tell him I said this. There's more reasons why this is gonna be awesome than I can even say right now, but there's good stuff coming. It's a community goal, wink, wink. There's good stuff. Get involved in this. You don't want to miss out on this because 
the whole point of this is to make a cool new paint job for a fleet carrier. And I can't say anymore, but that's awesome. One thing I can talk about, though, and uh, as my friend Avasa is in the channel, I think he'll be okay with me talking about it, is the series trial. Now, to kick off their their um, event and to celebrate they're already hitting their first milestone, the AXI is making their own buckyball race. But when the AXI do a race, it involves killing Thargoids. So check it out. You start at Series Tarn, which is like the home base of the AXI. You take off, you fly out, get yourself a, a, a Cyclops, you kill it, collect the heart, jump to, well, first you got to jump to uh, HR 1185. Uh, yeah, at, at Series Tarn. You go out, you kill the Cyclops, you jump to another section, a uh, 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 system, you kill the uh, uh, Cyclops, the second one. Snack up that second heart. Then you gotta burn like hell. Like, you gotta, like, put your chair all the way back and have the little things hit you with the juice in the neck because you gotta fly like you're being chased by the devil and get to Steroke 2 to the Astros and land and sell those in there. And they're gonna, you, you gotta take time, you know, time stamps, whatever to prove your time because there's all these different brackets and they're going to check to see like okay if you're in this bracket uh you know the junior bracket the intermediate or the senior or the pro and <clears throat> not only are the people that like win in their bracket gonna get special like party champion titles on their discord so you get like special bragging rights with the axi now let me tell you something the biggest dicks in this game are the AXI. If you want to talk about the biggest swinging dicks, the guys that, that are going around saying like, yo, man, I'm a bad mamma jamma, it's the AXI. If they give you a title, that shit means something, okay? So get on that. But not only can you get that, overall, the best times across the brackets are going to win like hundreds of low-temperature diamonds and other stuff and, you know, just all kinds of shit and it's super super awesome um so yeah get involved in that the series trial thing because holy shit that's awesome and you know you're defending humanity so get on that shit guys what do you think about this the the, the, the axi the, their cg to me Part of it is like, okay, this is awesome because it's a cool thing and it's something to do. But part of it is awesome because if you want to talk about a commercial for fucking fleet carriers, that is the greatest commercial ever, man. Like they, they literally said, okay, we're going to take this thing. We're going to kick it up a notch and we're going to make our own awesome community goal that uses the fleet carrier in a way that no one else had sort of the foresight to jump out and do. Yeah, I mean, this is some of the emergent gameplay we were hoping to see, and uh, uh, of course, you started you started it with the, the the turn the wheel, and now others are similarly finding great ways to to make this happen. Um, and um, I, I would even add, like, what they do with how they bring people up through training them to to do what they do. Uh, that's a that's an incredible tree to grow up in competence through and get the titles and 
um, that's that's a that's a great thing. I think that's yeah. a really um, potent potent way to reward people for something beyond what the base game can can provide in that in that play in that way. Right on, B. Yeah, you know, I uh, when 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 the initiative was was announced on Monday. Uh, I, I joined the Discord uh, that they've got set up for the AXI and, and uh, was quickly intimidated by how organized these guys are uh, and, and how seriously that they take this entire thing. Uh, but that being oh, yeah. said, you know, it even it even goes back to what we were just talking about at the beginning uh, with the amount of depth that this game got, uh, has and, and what mm-hmm. you can do with the game. But also, you know, guys, I've been thinking about this as it relates to not only, Kyle, like, you know, what, what we're doing with turn, turning the wheel, but but even what we talked about in one of our earlier Galactic Water Cooler episodes, uh, you know, calling out uh, Frontier and saying, "Listen, you know, we need our lore back." And and what what I'm seeing that we've done, uh, much much like you know, evolution has has happened uh, over thousands of years, is the player community is now evolving to a point where we're learning to create these stories within the game ourselves and, and to, to create these activities that, that the great community comes together to participate in. So again, I, I really think it speaks to how great the community of this game is and, and really what we're able to do with our own imaginations with, with this big sandbox that we all get to play in. Mm. Absolutely, man. I dig it. I dig it. All right. So let's keep this train rolling. We're going to make for a little tighter shows here. We're going to, we got to, plan to get land these suckers in under two hours so here we go next up on the agenda we have the changes to the elite week discord i just want to hit on this real quick number one we're over a thousand members so we're super super happy and thankful to all of you for that um the thing is just growing like gangbusters and we could not be more proud We've added new feeds. <laughs> I see more fireworks. We've added new feeds. We're keeping track of, uh, we have a bunch of more feeds for uh, different YouTube content creators. <clears throat> I'm in the process, of, well, not I am in the process. The guy who actually has the brains of the sort of operation and is doing this stuff is working out to get a bunch of um, uh, Twitch feeds uh, in on the, you know, in on on uh, the the thing as well. We're going to have a, a Twitch content feed that's going to pull automatically great, awesome Twitch content creators like, you know, your Lave Radios, your Hut and Orbital podcast, your Guard Frequency podcast, DH397, the Hammers of Slough. You know, you got... Uh, you know, you've got uh it and, and Mal for the win and just so many uh, content creators out there. We want to make sure that we highlight the, the great Ascorbius and, and Tersion, all the great stuff that, you know, people are doing. So we're, we're really trying to set that up. And you will have, uh, we want to be sort of a community clearinghouse that has, you know, everything for everyone. But it's set up such that it's like you go to the roll, you know, roll me and you click what you want to, what you're involved in, what you're interested in, and you don't get pinged for shit you don't care about. And it's try to, we try to set it up such that, you know, you can like collect, cause I know there's a lot of channels and a lot of stuff. We, we want to have everything and then let you collapse the stuff you don't want to use or don't not aren't interested in now, but you still have it for later in case you change your mind. At some point you say, Oh shit. I really want to get into this shipbuilder. Oh shit! I really want to get into this 
aspect of Raxlor, this aspect of, you know, power player, this whatever. I just feel like blowing off steam and seeing some memes or whatever. We have it all. And then you can, you know, sort of get involved in as, as much or as little as, as you want. I do want to give a special, special shout out. He's in the chat now <clears throat> to DH397. Number one, he has been doing yeoman's work doing like working stuff for the wheel he gets on at like four in the morning and like streams for like you know whatever like hours and hours and does like a massive massive stream like on saturday and on sunday like he goes hard and he puts on a awesome. great a great 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 stream uh also and then he takes the, the time to hang out with us i mean that that that's even more you know I mean, yeah man absolutely he, he he's just an awesome an awesome awesome dude and uh i just like you know chill and laid back there's sometimes where streams can get a little like ooh, there's a lot going on or whatever and his are like very very chill and you know good music and playing doing submissions and talking and people like he's got he's got that thing kind of like rusty dog where he's just really really good with people of like uh, of like sitting there and chatting yeah six hour stream and he'll just chat with people and they ask questions and he's like oh well you know this or that and he talks a lot about like you know the hcs voice packs and getting all that stuff set up and just i've really really been enjoying his streams on, on the weekend so it's it's good good stuff every other day i'm, I'm working too damn much but <clears throat> yeah um also while we're on the subject of twitch streamers want to give a huge huge shout out to uh you know flight assist podcast mouth for the win and uh psychic they appeared uh a little bit on the loose screws uh that was recorded yesterday and dude their interview on monday last monday so you know five days ago of tater tot crispy tater tot was so awesome i love tot he's just like he's just this crazy chill dude with the you know, captain's hat and he's got neat stuff or whatever. And it's like, it was that, that interview was great. Cause it was three beautiful people. I love psychic. She is to me in, 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 in like just, just awesome. And her stuff was like way super like BGS and, and she gets into great stuff and her streams are really, really fun and, and good interactions, whatever. Todd streams are very different, like very cool in a different way. He's, he's got like, <clears throat> a lot more stuff where he'll like talk and like and, and like he'll do these weird contests where like all the people like they enter and then like they're little i don't even know how this stuff works man i'm, I'm such a lot there's like little balls on the screen and then they like go across and they get shot off by the cannon and woo, and then this one wins you win a thing or whatever you win a prize you win whatever and and mal for the win but i mean like all three of them just in general their content is good but they have little hooks and little peculiarities about them that are awesome too and mouth of the wind is just like a computer genius dude who like man i am so jealous of that guy he'll like sit there and on the keyboard and like oh i got raided by somebody and he and then it's like a, almost like a professional movie level like intro thing that comes up on the screen and like he'll be like yeah you know or he'll be like oh i'm gonna go get a drink or i'll be right back and you know his dogs of lore stuff will come on and whatever like dude just just all three of them all four of them it's the dh397 mouth for the wind psychic and and crispy tater tot awesome awesome people and so yeah we're, we're getting that going as well with the the uh twitch streaming and whatnot 
Um, lots and lots of changes coming to the Elite Week Discord. Please check in, stay stay in for the ride, join the Discord, join the join the fun, and and get involved. And especially here, which is kind of rolling to the next thing. I want to get people involved with feedback and whatnot on the show. Please, please, please click that like button, click the subscribe, the bell, all the stuff. First off, that's great for streams because it kind of helps to spread it out for people to see it now. Like, oh, okay, this is going on. Oh, this is interesting. I'll take a look at that. But also just more so, you know, give it a like in, in, in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, write a comment. And if you do and you're someplace, let us know, get involved on the Discord. We've made it a major, major sort of point that we want to interact with people and get a lot of sort of <clears throat> viewer engagement, listener engagement, whatever you want to say, because we want to grow the community in a very sort of organic way and like have a lot of like the whole point of this is to have more face time with the people and kind of have more sort of involvement. And along that lines, I have contacted my good friends at Frontier who were very, very kind, and they have given me a bunch of prizes. And we're gonna start giving out prizes every week to you guys of like different awesome things for the purpose of like saying like, well, you know, uh, we're looking for like, uh, how do I say it? Like, huh, we're looking for people to get involved in the community questions. We're looking for like uh, people to get involved in like, oh, send us a logo, send us a piece of artwork, you know, give us a write up in, in, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And then like link it in the discord or email us at eliteweek3306 at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> and like, we'll, we'll, we'll get involved in all of this stuff. And, and so, yeah. To sort of facilitate that, like I said, we uh, I talked to Frontier. They've got us some cool prizes. Today, we will be giving out the Assassin Pack. And I'm looking at it right here. Actually, I'm lying because I just clicked off on the thing. But let me find it again, and then I'll be looking at it. Uh, here we go. The Assassin Pack, I'm looking at it right here. And we're going to have a link. <clears throat> and actually, here, I'll put the link right now in the chat so that you guys can see it as well. Um, there you go. <clears throat> and it will definitely be in the show notes and in the uh, podcast notes. But um, <clears throat> this, yes, it does work. Okay, cool. It pulls up. So this uh, prize pack, the assassin pack gives you a special uh, GamesCon decal that you can only get if you were at the GamesCon event or, you know, win it as this thing from Frontier. It gives you a special GamesCon Vulture paint pack. And it gives you a special PAX East Eagle paint pack. So you, you win a, a couple of paint jobs and a decal. It's and it, this isn't stuff that you can buy. This is stuff that you can only get, you know, sort of especially through stuff like this. So for people that write in on the community questions, we're going to review them. The three of us, we're going to judge them. And whoever, you know, has the thing that it's like, oh, man, holy shit, that's awesome. This guy 
you know, gave us a picture or gave us a very cool, you know, logo thing, or this guy responded back on his community question, that was definitely the best one, or this this uh, gal did that, you know, like put in a, a, an awesome submission or, or just wrote an amazing review or whatever. We're gonna pick one piece of sort of community feedback every week that we get, and we're going to award the prize for the week. And it's, we'll just send you the code, you, you redeem it, I'll show you the site where to go, you redeem it, and congratulations, it's yours. So I hope you guys are excited for that. Roy Fee, what do you guys think of these uh, these prizes? I, I'm a little jealous because it's like, I kind of want to click on this thing and redeem it for me, but yeah, give man, it out. that's like some unique stuff. I was, I was uh, drooling over that stuff. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. I'm envious that uh, we do not have the opportunity to win them uh, here as well. But uh, yeah, re really excited. It's, it's cool to see some, some things that are unique for, for what uh, the, the rest of the player community have available. So that's, that's very cool. Yeah, man. Just don't quit the show so that you can win the prizes. All right. I, I, no, I've just I, I've I've rolled an alt and well, uh, let's, see, let's see what they look like. Yeah, I've, next I've, week, the week after, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a guy that's gonna uh, you know he's gonna uh, start posting to the channel. He's got a similar name, but it won't be the same. And okay, it may or may not be me. Clearly not you. All right, so let's go over some of the community responses from last week. So, uh, Roy, uh, DJ Wiley wrote in with some awesome thoughts with regard to the community questions. Why don't you hit those? Yeah, so uh, DJ Wiley put, put down some, some great answers in writing to us uh, to the question number one uh, that we had posed, you know, where he's talking about credit, credit earning, basically. He said credit earning balance does seem to be the hot topic at the moment. And I've been saying it needs looked at for a good while now. But yes, I like the idea on dynamic gold rushes and having some way to alternate the hot material. I would add that I think this should be combined with a regular shakeup of the hot spots, maybe on a quarterly basis. Otherwise, after like six weeks of the minerals alternating, there would already be an optimum meta way to mine each. Changing the hot spots up will keep things fresh, and going out to find the latest triple for the different minerals. Uh, would be would become a regular activity. Lastly, I think this would really need to be done as part of a larger credit earning balance pass that reviews income from mining and other activities in an attempt to lessen the gulf between them. Mixing up the hot spots could be explained by saying certain spots have been overmined, or even that rocks and stuff in the rings mix and filter together over time, so some hot spots dissipate and others form. I'm not saying to completely regenerate new hotspots each time, as I'm sure they would require a lot of effort within the Stellar Forge. But just mix up the current spots like they did with the Fleet Carrier update. And then, as far as question three, he says, In general, I like the idea of the Archangel, Archangel rank, although I'm not sure about having a separate game mode for it. I do, however, like the idea of it being linked to achievements. They could be individual ship-related, to encourage the use of each one, or combat or exploration related, as Kai said on stream, to encourage you to participate in all the different activities. So you have to be triple elite, plus complete a said set of achievements to get the Archangel title. Archangel title, man, I keep messing that up. Archangel. It would add more content to keep veterans interested and would also give new players stuff to do as they progress along the way. 
I also think that the issue of quick new player progression does come back to balance to the balance issue mentioned uh, before. I do feel it's too easy to learn to earn credits and advance through the ships these days. I feel new players are missing out, and it also makes the prices of most things in the game a bit of a joke. On the other hand, it was far too hard to make credits early in the game. I'm not sure exactly what the solution is here, but I think the two extremes need to meet in the middle somewhere as part of the proposed balance pass. I also think that the issue of quick new player progression does come back to balance to the balance issue mentioned above. I do feel it's... Oh, sorry, that's a repeat. Uh, yeah, sorry, I repeated the last part of that. As part of the proposed balance pass. So that's that's his comments there. That, I, you know, that's a good, that's a lot of good stuff. I dig it. Um, I get that some people are like, eh, what the idea about a, a new mode? It's not a new mode, just to clarify. It's just that when you do it, it's solo only mode. But you can choose to play. The reason why I say sort of new mode is that you can choose to play solo only if you are not sorry, not solo only, open only. But you could choose to play open only and not be restricted in ships or whatever. So if you were to do so, it's not a new mode. It is open, but it's just open with restrictions or without restrictions. If you're earning towards Archangel, you're going to have restrictions. You can't be in any ship. You have to earn your way through the ships. If you're not earning towards Archangel, if you're just playing to play, then, you know, you can be in your vet, be in whatever. You don't have to worry about it. You've already unlocked it. You've already bought it. It's yours. It's so, so just to clarify that. But one thing that I... <laughs> DJ Wiley for the longest time has been the proponent of is every time something happens with, I remember when they first said, oh, by the way, when fleet carriers come out in a few months, uh, they're going to add, or not, not if, yeah, when they first uh, announced it and said tritium, they said, oh, by the way, this is going to re-roll the, the mineral hotspots. Uh, DJ Wiley was a huge proponent of saying like, we should be doing that anyways. Like every month or two, it should be shaken yeah. up just to get people, whatever, that is his that is his white whale. That is his uh, uh, cause that he is championing, and um, I don't. Well, know I think it has. I think it has merit. I think it has merit. I mean, it's an existing mechanic in the game. They don't mm -hmm. need. I would presume they don't need a lot of programming to make it happen again. It's it's a thing that already exists, and and there could be some positive impact from it. I mean, it's it's an interesting thought. Um, the the main thing is with the dynamic sort of changes to the gold rushes it's it's really going to sort of i think take care of that in that it people will be heading to different hot spots every week already regardless i don't think you need to re-roll it as much if people are heading to different hot spots every week then it's not that big a deal that every two to three months when they head back to like oh i need to go tritium all right oh i need to go to you know get uh low temperature diamonds or void opals this week you know, if if it was if it weren't for the fact that you were getting low temperature diamonds every week, if it were you know Alexandrite yeah. and Benditoite or whatever, it wouldn't really sort of feel as whatever. But yeah, yeah if, I get it. if they've got the mix of the different minerals that are the hot thing, uh, various weeks, then you could lower the frequency of the remix. It wouldn't. Yeah, uh, the two don't need to be super super frequent each All both right. at the same time. So very very good stuff. That would be if we had a contest going last week that would be a very very strong contender for for the winner winner uh of the feedback but i think there's a challenger on the rise feed uh, a certain arson cross who has some input that he wants to give why don't you uh hit us up with that 
Yeah, so, so Arson Cross uh, has also uh, provided some really good insights here, and I'll, I'll read through these uh, as well. Uh, first off, number one, uh, his thoughts related to the balancing for dynamic gold rushes. Uh, Arson Cross says, Dynamic gold rushes are already in the game functionally. Uh, they just aren't pronounced because Frontier is still trying to make choices on where to place balance with them. Uh, I really wish that, that FDEV would take the production and consumption rate metrics on stations, which is only visible through Frontier's API and unused by all the websites. I'd like them to make it possible to control what is manufactured in certain stations by economy type, simply by ensuring the station is supplied with the base goods needed to perform the manufacturing. Stations that purchase ore should refine those into products that are consumed by other economies. This would hopefully result in mining gold rushes having a predictable trade gold rush resulting from mass amounts of cheaply priced goods you can sell in other places for question two he says what do you think um, you know as as related to an open threat uh, you know and he just kind of lists this out here Thargoids Guardians the club the dark wheel I'm very interested in the potential of the club and I'm hoping that they all have old hyperspace tech that was lost when Galcop collapsed and finally uh, his thoughts on Archangel I personally hate the name because if anyone can choose to, uh, I'm sorry, I personally hate the name because if anyone can choose to grind it out, the title doesn't make sense for criminals, terrorists, and the like. I'd much rather see something focused on open play, only involves split saves and no market, BGS, or power play impact in PG solo. Sadly though, with the implementation of carriers, this is no longer possible due to cross-platform mode in commodity markets. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty interesting to hear Arson's take on this whole thing. It's uh, you know, he's he, I, I think uh, it, it aligns with a lot of what we'd already talked about. Uh, mm. But but he's even got you know his perspective on even just the title of Archangel for me uh, is interesting. I hadn't even thought about it from like a yeah. uh, you know a white versus black kind of thing. The uh, different paths you can take to yeah, achieve it. That's exactly. an interesting point for yeah. sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. It reminds me, there's that uh, what was it? There was like that old Star Wars uh, game where you you went down the this path or that path as a Jedi or whatever. Jedi Academy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. It's cool. I I just love like you throw out an idea and you say I have a concept and it's like this, and then someone else just riffs off of it and says, uh, you know, here's that, and you're like, holy shit, that never even occurred to me. That's super interesting. If you put this along with that, it, it can sort of make a whole new thing that is very, very yeah, and you know, Arson's comments about you know the dynamic gold rushes, I think, even touches on what DJ Wiley would love to see as well. Again, I think everybody collectively would love to see the algorithm for the way that the economy works across the galaxy mm -hmm. with all these different markets really get enhanced and 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 become more complex, so that as the players are. Uh, doing their trade runs or doing their mining runs or doing whatever they're doing, you're really starting to see a more granular level of change occur as as we're making those changes. I think like 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 Arson mentions, it, you know, it, it is happening functionally. It's just not it, it's not as noticeable as as uh, it could be. For sure, man. For sure. Um, yeah, I, th I I think you're not going to find anyone that doesn't say like, man, we we really need to sort of mix it up a little bit on the credit side and, and for in, in multiple different ways. One one of which is like make mining just by itself more dynamic, you know? And then the other is and make the game as a whole feel a little more dynamic by giving opportunities. If you remember there was a community goal. I can't I'm trying to remember back 
<clears throat> there was a community call about a year ago or something where like after the community goal they were like oh in celebration of this like we're upping we're like upping the the like it was like double the payouts on on like missions or hauling or whatever and it was like it it created a actual sort of gold rush of people out there running you know running different stuff and i know they've done ones in the past where it's like oh <clears throat> we're 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 doing this uh, you know, as part of the Golconda event, there was a special thing where it was like, oh, okay, the Federation won. Uh, now you can, was it? Yeah, it was a Federation? I'm, I'm drawing a blank now, but it's like, oh, okay, so now you get double rank with, you know, Empire. There was one in the back, in the past, like way back where you got double rank with Feder or Empire, and now it's double rank with Fetty for, for a week. And people went out there and, and earned a lot of bets that week, you know. So, you know, that stuff is kind of cool where they add something that sort of sets people up. That's a rush. That's a gold rush for real because it's something that, like, it, they drop it on, on X day and they say, okay, this is going to be around for a week. Get out there and, like, you really actually rush to go out there. It's, it's a level of excitement. And I super, super dig that. Um... <clears throat> All right, so the next option, the next item up is the Dark Wheel update. The, the Dark Wheel has had a hell of a week, and I think, uh, mm. Fee, it's time for you, uh, <clears throat> Commander Roy, I think it's time for you to set off some, some fireworks in honor of the Dark Wheel expanding. Uh, we are... <clears throat> It's it's plus or minus what July seventh is the the target date, plus or minus a day, when the dark wheel will be expanding into a new system. Sort of yeah, man. It's a historic thing. Like we've been waiting and waiting because you know you go into pre uh, you know pending expansion and then active expansion and yada yada, and I can't give too many details with regard to. Here we go. Here comes the fireworks. Set them off. <clears throat> I can't give too many details with regard to where we're going and how we're setting that up because there's some stuff that we're keeping secret to make sure that people uh, who are trying to thwart us sort of don't have a an easy, easy sort of go of it. But I can tell you that it's all looking good as it stands now. There's been a lot of BGS shenanigans, so everybody's you know crossing their fingers and holding their breath. But <clears throat> earliest July 6th, latest July 8th, target July 7th, it's looking really, really good. So, yeah. There's also some other stuff that's happened with regard to that. Um, <clears throat> some other uh, interesting developments that happened this week with regard to the Dark Wheel Project. Now, I posted everything in a forum thread, uh, and, and I'll definitely go through it, but I want to... Uh, I, I want to take a moment to go through first. Uh, Burr had an amazing video that he put out, which was uh, Burr and Reedy, rather. They put out <clears throat> that covered a theory, and this was a super, super interesting theory. There's, uh, if you go back and look and plot the attack locations, the systems where the Thargoids attack historically over time, if you plot that out, when you plot those points out, those systems, points in the galaxy map, right? 
and you then you draw lines intersecting those four points in space the intersect is a system it, they intersect at or right next to a system that is a permit lock system each, each time then if you take those permit lock systems for like one week you know week one it's system a week two it's system b week c it's week three it's system c week four it's system d and you do the exact same thing where you intersect those four points with lines the place where they intersect is lft 509 frontier and and as we just discussed earlier today you know with roy's thing about the spectrograph and all this stuff and the the, the, the deep level of the complex puzzles that frontier throws at us frontier has been trying to get our attention to lft 509 for some time and we're just finally now figuring it out and you know what they've got our attention we're we're heading in that direction the dark wheel is coming phase one we're going to Seoul. we have to take the dark wheel to the birthplace of humanity and see what happens because i think that you might find some interesting stuff with that but phase two we're going to take the dark wheel from the birthplace of humanity to lft 509 and when we do that when we connect that circuit from shindez to Seoul, from Seoul to LFT 509. I think we might find something interesting because they've been trying to get our attention to that system for so long. And let me add a little something onto that where people say like, eh, that's a little hanky. First was, you know, fleet carriers were able to get access to look to see at a thing. And now you're telling us, to, oh, well, if you line up Thargoid attacks, it makes a thing. Look, how about we look at a very old series of, well, actually, wait, before we go there, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we go there, uh, Fee, you might want to put on the screen the, uh, the image there that we have. This is a actual tweet from a frontier uh, service rep. Um, hey there. I've been reviewing previous mysteries in the game and was wondering if the permit for HIP 22460 system is actually obtainable at this current time in the game, question mark. Thanks. This was last Thursday at 5.26 p.m., so Thursday a week ago. <clears throat> Four hours later, or three and a half hours later, Thursday at 9.03 p.m., we got pause. Hey there. But it would be spoiling it if we told you where to find it, exclamation point. I do know that none of us in the support wing know, and anyone that does know wouldn't tell anyone, period. It's a mystery after all. Smiley face with a wink. Winky face, I guess is what they call it. No doubt. Some commander somewhere will find out how to get the permit, Commander Dawn. Now, this was something that came to light. It was posted in the canon discord as like, oh, they said, Frontier said, you can get a permit for some of these permit lock systems. We have to figure it out, which is a huge, if that is 
the case. That is huge news because it's a specific confirmation that it's like, yeah, we're on the right track. We have to figure out how to unlock some of these permits. <clears throat> but number one, while the context of that picture definitely does make it seem like that's a, a, a frontier employee, it's not 100% for sure. And number two, things could be doctored, even if it was a Frontier employee. So I contacted Frontier directly and spoke with the community manager directly and asked them if they could confirm the information of this picture, the screen cap of a tweet. <clears throat> and it will be it, the, the, the notes to the forum thread along with the, the actual, uh, <clears throat> you know, screen cap of the tweet will be in the show notes. Um, the response that I got back after they took a little bit of time to investigate the matter was this. First, yes, Commander Dawn is in fact a customer support rep, is in fact a Frontier employee, and they did not deny the screen cap. They did not say that it was false. They did not say that it was doctored. They did not say that it was wrong. What they did say, however, is that their policy is to neither confirm or deny anything of this nature. They cannot confirm or deny if this one specific permit is obtainable in game. You have to look into it for yourself. Um, they also said that they would prefer if people do not flood the customer service reps with those questions because those questions should be sent to them, the community management team. So it's super, super interesting to me because when I look at what was said there in this screen cap, and ladies and gentlemen, you should look at this screen cap for yourself and you decide what it says because Frontier is not saying, oh, that's a lie. That's not, that's no such person works for us. That's, you know, Photoshop. They're not saying that. What they're saying is they don't, their policy is they do not confirm or deny anything of this nature. And you shouldn't read this to say anything really at all about anything. I understand that that's their opinion. They would like you to not jump to any conclusions based on this. But when I read it, it kind of fairly directly says, yeah, you can get permits to stuff in the game. Go figure it out. Guys, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, look, we don't want to get anybody in trouble, but uh, hmm, it looks like there's something in that message they had to walk back a bit. Yeah. All right. B? Yeah, I, you know, um, th this whole thing is, is uh, fishy, to say the least. Um, I, I, I was thinking the same thing as, as we were talking through this is, you know, I, I have visions in my head of some somebody from the community management department uh walking over to to this uh poor commander uh in the support wing uh and saying dude you know what 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 what, what are you telling these guys um you, you got to be careful what, what you're saying uh because the, this community man they talk to each other and, and word gets out quick uh and then an official statement comes out and, and here we are so i'm i'm not i am not discounting i'm i'm gonna demonstrate a little bit more of my adorable optimism uh in this week's episode uh and uh you know just say that that uh, i think it, it definitely opens doors that that may or may not uh, be ready to be open uh and we just have to gonna have to wait and see what happens okay it is interesting like i said you guys look at it for yourself and, and tell me what you think it says and let that let, let that bring us to our next point of why 
I think they've been trying to get our attention to LFT 509. Something interesting that you might, uh, you know, mm. want to take a look at. So <clears throat> this next piece is something that I'm breaking here for everyone to enjoy. And it will be in the patch notes. This is an old, or not in the patch notes, it'll be in the show notes. This is a, uh, a old piece of information that sort of was buried. And I think they were trying to sign, signpost this way, way, way back when, and nobody picked up on it. Patch, this is the patch notes. This is official, you can look it up. Elite Dangerous Wings 1.2, Wings Content Update Incoming. This is the patch notes for March 10th, 2015, written by Ed Lewis, Community Manager. When I go down here, uh, let's see here. When I go down and scroll all the way down to second <clears throat> the third category which is tweaks and fixes it's three lines from the bottom there is a line that reads and i quote adding valuable salvage convoys to three permitted systems lft 509 isinor and witch's reach the isinor uh, uh, the Isinor permit system, we have found and we know how to get the permit for you. Yep, there's there's people. Yep, it's obtainable. I have it. There are people that, you know, are like, oh, I can't find it. And they have to Google it. And then someone explain, oh, okay. It's, uh, they find that, it, okay, that's how you get it. Which is reach. I don't think we know how to get that one yet. But LFT 509 is the big mystery system that we're actually sort of, you know, looking, it's, it's got all the eyes on it. And back in 2015, they were telling us, oh yeah, no, there's a, you can get the permit to it, you can. Otherwise it would not be called a permitted system, it would be called a permit locked system. But they said, you can get the permit. They've told us that specifically in patch notes, officially, and they added valuable salvage convoys to that system along with the two others. So the fact that number one, they've said that it's permitted, so there's no question it's permitted, or at least it was at that time. Number two, they've added stuff to it. They've added missions and convoy stuff into it. Right there, that's exciting. And then number three, the fact that one of those three systems, we've already cracked the mystery on how to get the, the you know, the the, uh, the the permit for. I think I would, I, I know for a fact that some smart, some clever commanders are already going out to Isinor, getting the permit, going into Isinor, and starting to look for those salvage missions, starting to do stuff and see like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe, Isinor unlocks Witch's Reach, and then Witch's Reach unlocks its 509, or maybe it's, you know, this tied to that. People are going in there and already, you know, busy little beavers investigating like crazy. And I think more good stuff is, is, is coming with regard to this, but they are, sign, they have been signposting for so long. 
they told us in patch notes they buried it and we're like okay but someone's going to be clever enough nobody found it. you know t- to me this is like uh <laughs> hmm. uh, we've talked about this a bit in previous in previous episodes where it's like maybe we're not playing the game as intended <laughs> maybe we maybe the, the story hit a bit of a wall because there was breadcrumbs we just weren't getting you know and i can imagine the the imagine the challenge of you've got a trillion stars where are you going to put the the clues mm-hmm. you know and, and well, how do you right? we're getting them now we're getting yeah. those clues now we're catching yeah. up now 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 right it's like how do you, how do you make it so it's it's uh rewardingly uh difficult enough uh without dragging people into it and yet i could imagine you you get a little bit too far on one side of that line and now you've got a clue that's been hanging out there for 2 years mm. you know and what do yeah. you do right well we're catching up all right. Good to let's, hear. Let's let's speaking of catching up. Let's keep it rolling because we're we're gonna hit our time here. So we've got the old Buckyball race ended. So that's you know that was awesome. That that happened and and went forth and they Buckyball, but they're adding they added a new one last minute. They added a new one to 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 celebrate virtual LaveCon that is uh you know happening this week. So they added a. Uh, a, a last-minute buckyball race that is also happening. Um, have you guys looked over? So I, in the show notes, we absolutely will have the, um, you know, the the um, what do you call it? The the the, the link the route, to the, the link forums, to the route, and the game. The, yeah, uh, the link yeah. to the forums. Uh, I've got the the page up right here. Uh, there's. Mm-hmm. giveaway community prize packs there's paint jobs basically like the stuff that you know that uh um kind of we're giving out for stuff and it, it celebrates LaveCon in in the sense of the old uh it's like the old uh what do you call it the rares loop or whatever so you, you know you go mm-hmm. from Al- alamagro port in Riort, then you go to diamond landing Kearney slade uh patsy at base and hodgenheimer I love my pronunciations on this stuff. <laughs> Clark Enterprise and Heheng. Uh, uh-huh. And then lastly, you fly back to Lave. Fly Lave. back to Lave. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, and you know, the HUD clock. <laughs> Good luck. Make sure that it's visible if you can on the station. Do, do we know um, what they're using in lieu of in lieu of having that fixed? They're just using the clock that they have. But there's times I've seen multiple pictures where it's just not visible. So... What you can do is once you dock, you can go into the other menu. It's going to cost you, you know, a couple extra seconds, but you can go into that other menu and pull up the, the other clock. So I mean, you, can, you can do that. You put A with B and say, okay, I got this. But yeah, I hope I'm, I hope that's still on a list, uh, a list to be fixed. I've been working on it. We'll, we'll, uh, I don't know where it's going to go, but you know, fingers crossed, but I, we can't go down that road. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that's still a bummer. Um, I love the picture with that. There, there's an awesome, awesome picture that that is with that that has with their FAQ, and it's got right on there. It's got the big poster for you know, it's got the little buckyball race club banner uh, out there in, in in space right outside the station. And then it's got the big uh, Lady and Brandy one. So we're going to end tonight's show with some Lady and Brandy in honor of that. That's that's great stuff. But hats off to the Buckyballers. And this is super, super awesome. 
that they've got a very very cool race going on to celebrate Lavecon. Which I I, I <clears> wanted <throat> to give a shout out to Alec. Uh, you know his his uh, video about the. Uh... <laughs> cutting corners he got me right i saw little snippets of of the t- the headlines of this and i didn't have time to go look at the video right away and when i first thought i saw it you know you know uh esteemed bucky baller caught cheating i just thought oh no i i was like it got me right i, I was and then and then i saw the video i'm like oh okay i get it no, everything the bucky ballers do is for the lulls these guys these guys um, don't cheat but they do break balls so it's it's all it's all good it's all no good. yeah it, well played well played <laughs> yeah for sure which takes us right into the next point which is virtual LaveCon. we have it's going on right now it literally started hours ago it's you know friday saturday sunday uh wait friday or saturday the fourth sunday the fifth it's going all weekend long there's events there's stuff you know, Psycho Cow is doing his, you know, Quizzo stuff, which gets a little racy. It gets a little naughty. It's fun stuff. They're doing, they have events up. They've got, you know, all kinds of channels set up in the Discord and different things that they're doing with streaming. And, and it's just going to be a whole massive load of shenanigans. I made a poster for them uh, sort of last minute today just because I was like, man, these guys are, are awesome. And uh, I posted it up. I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it, but uh, it was because I said that in, in true British fashion, they're going to keep calm and carry on abroad. And there's the old carry on movies where they had the posters and it's always mm-hmm. kind of a little racy and what whatnot. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I made them a little poster and I put, you know, virtual LaveCon 2020, be, you know, thanks to the or thanks to the uh, plague. We're all invited. The whole world's invited. Because they get to you know do it virtual, so good on them for sort of keep going with it and, and making an excuse to have a party, even if they can't, if they got robbed of the opportunity to do face to face party. I'd like to say something about this. You know, I um uh like I think uh you and many of our listeners obviously we're in this uh, human malware event right now, and uh, one of the things I think I would hope people are doing is figuring out ways to support. Uh, whether it's businesses or restaurants or whatever that are impacted by this, this is a giant event that's been impacted by this. And I think it's important that whatever you can do to, I know it's for people across the pond, this is all done in British time. It's a bit inconvenient based on the times they're doing this, but you know what? It's worth supporting this thing because this is someone they they put a lot of work into this to make this virtual. Um, I think I think we owe it to, to support this event and do what we can to to respect the work that's been put into this and, and keep the thing going. So right just on. wanted to throw they, that out there. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I I totally agree with what Roy just said and, and you know, personally, um, I I didn't even know Lavecon was a thing up until uh, several months ago and, and so what I found myself doing is going back and looking at old videos and, and listening to podcasts and, and all of the sorts of archives of, of past uh, LaveCon events. Uh, it is unfortunate because of everything that's going on with COVID-19 and everything else that, that it has to be virtual this year. But as with everything else that we've had to make virtual, 
Um, I, I think it's it's fantastic to see that they've been able to uh, reconfigure the entire event and and you know bring everybody in, uh, albeit virtually. So you know, like like Roy just said, uh, you know, it's important that that we get out there and, and support these guys and participate as much as we can and and really just let them know that that we appreciate all their hard work uh, in light of everything that's going on. Right on. Yes. So big salute, and we will be joining in in the fun for this for LaveCon this weekend. And yeah, man, it's it's going to be good stuff. Keep in mind, it's British time, so their their morning is our last night. Their hey, you know what? Though? It's a holiday. It's a holiday freaking weekend in the U.S. So <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, I just, say just we celebrate the Fourth of July. Yes, yeah, stay I say up we late celebrate, and roll with this. Yeah, we celebrate the Fourth of July by partying with all the people whose asses we kicked out of our country. And and it, sure. and it just so happens that 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 the game <laughs> comes with a handy clock that tells you what time it is over there. You're right. Absolutely, you're right. Just log in, and there you go. Absolutely. So get on and have have some fun with that. Which takes us to our next point: having fun with things. Canon. They've got a contest to celebrate the upcoming retirement of oh, this is the awesome. gnosis this is super super awesome so the gnosis is being retired and to commemorate all the fun times they have uh had with the mega ship they're running a contest and this is kind of like the the contest that frontier did not that long ago where they said like you know make a video make a thing make a whatever um <clears throat> that's what they're saying they're saying you know to do this send this in make a video uh, it could be a mockumentary. It could be like a, a sort of uh, something that's serious. It could be, you know, a fictional drama where you're like, you know, hey, this was my account of the, you know, Gnosis Cone Sector debacle. Or it could be, uh, you know, technical film. It could be any sort of of the above. It could be a music video. You could do, you know, whatever. Uh, you could even do a thing, you know, like a commercial about the 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 uh tour bus service that it's going to rotate into coming up and that contest will close on the 3rd of september and the winning video will be chosen by the council on the 10th of september and the winning prize whoever wins gets one of these cool canon bottles they have these you know aluminum thermoses and you also sort of get to nominate two other people. So if people helped you out or if you want to say like, hey, man, I, I made this. Yeah, those myself. are really cool like, looking flasks. Just throwing yes. it out there. They're, they're good if prizes. You, if, if you want to say like, man, number two or number three, like these videos were also great. You know, I want to nominate them, whatever. It's very, very cool. But on the back, the warning on it is priceless. <laughs> they contain <Yeah. laughs> thyroid extracts. Open at your own risk. If you develop new orifices or experience loss of sense, limbs, internal <laughs> organs, or life, Please consult a doctor, a medical doctor, not a doctor of xenobiology or a doctor of philosophy. (laughs) Canon Interstellar Research Group accepts no liability of any sort anywhere in the galaxy. Seriously, just don't bother opening it. And it's you know, kind look, of a little we're, we're look, we're in various states of lockdown or unlockdown. But can you imagine, like in regular times, leaving a flask like that on a lunch table oh, for someone to great. read? Yeah, no, for sure. If I were to win that. The very first, I would be taking that out in public, and I would be setting it so that people can just casually read the warning and just watching that. That was exactly what, what I was thinking: is is accidentally, with quotes, leaving that somewhere, and and just watching people's reaction to finding this. You know, I could imagine the the black 
uh, suburban showing up with the with the blacked out windows and and uh, you know all sorts of government representatives, <laughs> helicopters, show, yeah, yes. helicopters and all, uh, all sorts hazmat suits. And, over the exactly, yeah. It would it would be the it would be that scene from E. T. all over again. Yeah. It's, so it's brilliant. It's awesome, awesome stuff. All right, the big news of the week. The next thing that happened we got to come up with is the Fleet Carriers Patch Two. This is the point two patch. So with this. A lot of stuff sort of got moved around. A lot of stuff got fixed. Yada yada yada. This, it was interesting. Um, my paint job one, stays. My paint job stays. I can I can keep my livery the way oh it's supposed god, to be. Yes. Oh my the god. Paint, the paint oh. job is a thing. No no, no no no. Listen. This is this is feels like a, a first world fleet carrier owner problem. But I didn't realize how much that was stressing me out. That the paint job kept disappearing. Sorry. I, I'm not apologetic for it. It's just I was so happy that that was fixed. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really care, but I'm colorblind. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <clears throat> okay, but what, here's the thing. They made it easier to set the prices on commodities. It moves much faster now. That's huge. Um, you know, you can put a dash in the name of your fleet here if you want. All right, cool. Uh, they fix an issue where uh, sometimes they would, like, not show up or show up in the, like, a weird space they would jump to the weird space instead of at the primary star uh, <clears throat> which which actually that that's kind of a big deal mm -hmm. um that when in beta i took my fleet carrier out to uh the system i discovered with the ring around the neutron and i was hoping to plant the fleet carrier in the ring and it ended up in some random space i found that all the way out there uh in various places so i'm, I'm happy to see that bug fixed that was that was kind of a big thing. Like I, it, at times, at one time I ended up in the cone of the neutron star, and my ship got fried in the dock of the fleet carrier. So this was actually not a small problem they fixed. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. There were several big sort of issues that uh, they removed the faction logos from the fleet carriers. There were a lot of people that were complaining that, like, hey man, mm. my thing's got an Empire logo, and I'm a hardcore Fed. Like, I don't like that, or, or vice versa, or whatever. So. Um, you can restock the SRVs now. That was a bug that was having some people were having problems. There was, uh, you know, there were various other sort of bookmarks, the, you know, the things with the eccentric orbit bodies where there was weird stuff. The stolen cargo issue was weird. Olympics, you can now, you know, there were a lot of people that couldn't buy Olympics on the fleet carriers. Um, <clears throat> there were you know, sort of lots of, of things back and forth that were like, okay, fix this, fix that. Uh, on the background simulation, they say they adjusted the retreat and expansion stuff. A lot of the stuff is resolved. There's some other stuff that came with it. On mining, the surface and subsurface, yeah, man, that, that mining thing was, was huge. And yeah, they... Uh, fix that so that you can no longer reset with the SLFs on the core asteroids and, you know, hey, good for them. Um, there's a lot of people that were crying about that, but it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> with the Galaxy maps, the, the squadron uh, bookmarks were disappearing. There was some weird stuff with installations. Commodities. This is, this gets interesting here. With commodities, the galactic average prices were updated and they that was good that needed uh, to happen yeah. well hold on hold on no. let me let me finish that needed to happen because people could not 
put in a proper buy order for stuff like low temperature diamonds. It's a thing true. that needed to happen. True, true. However, the implementation was a little sketch because they didn't tell people ahead of time they were going to sort of do that. And for my money, what I what I think they should have done when that happened is said, okay, we're changing around. We're tweaking all the prices of shit. And in some cases, for things like low temperature diamonds, we're making it like three to four times as much as it used to be. We have to keep in mind the fact that there's a lot of people that have a lot of buy orders in already saying that they're going to buy low temperature diamonds for a thousand percent of the, the price. So they're offering, you know, 700K or whatever. And now when we tweak this, that stuff is now going to be, uh, you know, like over 2 billion, which is crazy uh i so there were people that logged out and said okay you know I, i'm logging out monday night whatever i'm going to work the patch happened tuesday morning or whatever then they didn't get right back on because they had work and then by the time they come home tuesday night they find out that a lot of people sold them a lot of diamonds at over two billion credits per and now they've sort of lost a lot of money. And I really think that Frontier in the future, when they do something like this, if you're listening, Frontier, please, in the future, if you're going to tweak the galactic averages on prices for stuff, that's awesome. That's great. Thank you with regard to, you know, making it now that we can actually set proper prices for diamonds. But you need to do two things. If you're going to do that. Number one, you need to tell us ahead of time. And number two, you need to kill all buy orders and make people reset their buy orders because the buy order system sets up such that you allocate money and space in your fleet carrier when you create the buy order. And it does that based off the price that you set. And what you just did with this patch was go in there and change a lot of that and did not give the commanders who put in that buy order a chance to say, I no longer want to have this because that just... You know, I want to pay more than 700K for low temperature diamonds. I want to pay maybe, you know, 1.3 or 1.4 and then try to sell it for 1.5 to 1.6 and make a little an arbitrage. But those people did not agree to buy for 2.6 or 2.8 or whatever it was that was the highest amount. And like that was really, really poor implementation of a good change. Now go ahead, see. Or Roy. Rather. Actually, I was the one. <laughs> yeah, I was learning yeah. about that. So yeah, I look. Both Fee and I have fleet carriers. I I uh, I have a small order on my fleet carrier for low temperature diamonds. Thank God, because that could have been disastrous. I'm I'm look I I'm one of the people. Look, I you know uh, from previously in this stream, I I've only been playing the game since the beginning of the year. I had enough money to buy a fleet carrier, and not a whole lot more. And I could have been one of the people wiped out by this. Again, you will look. You know, people might say, look, it's this is a you know first world this this first world uh, fleet carrier owner problem. Uh, whatever. Uh, I, I think the point here is you, you you enter into a contract, right? You enter into a contract when you set up a buy order and someone changes the contract without you knowing, that's not cool. 
That's just from a businessman standpoint, that ain't cool. And uh, it's a uh, it's a miss. It's a miss. They'll learn from it. Um, gosh, I hope if there's people that have gone into billions of debt with this that FDev can figure out a way to fix that because those are probably some of your uh, most ardent supporters and you've just punched them in the mouth. So uh, you need to fix that. Uh, yeah. Good, le- good learning experience, but you need to fix it. Yeah, okay. I, w- I would suspect there's probably some support tickets in for for this whole thing. Um, but the other thing that I've been thinking about is is first off, you know, the, the this is very much the um, you know frontier and we the player community with our shiny new fleet carriers uh, trying to figure out these these you know the the new economy with now this this capability that we have of of you know submitting and 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 uh, you know advertising buy and sell orders with with our fleet carriers and and i think you know as as even we went through the beta periods i I was thinking that this was going to happen where everybody was going to adjust including frontier to how this was going to all play out and and just seeing how people use the fleet carriers you know i think we've talked about that in past streams as well is you know that they frontier doesn't even know or didn't even really think about how we were going to use the fleet carriers and and they're starting to watch us uh, and and see how we're using it, and I think this is all part of that normalization where where they're starting to tweak and and adjust things, and and we the players have to then compensate and adjust for those things. But at the same time, you know, Roy, like you just said, uh, making 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 an adjustment that has significant negative consequences for a dedicated player community is is definitely not a, a good thing. Um, so, like you said, uh, hopefully Frontier is is helping those guys out. Um, this, the second piece that I'll, that I'll speak to real quick around all of this is I think some way, somehow, uh, this also contributes to what we talked about earlier in the stream tonight with uh, DJ Wiley's comments around uh, the galactic economy and making adjustments th- there. Uh, if, if we had a little bit more um, variation or, or dynamic aspect to the way the economy uh, moved, then some of these changes would be anticipated i think a little bit more i, th- I think yeah. the player community would plan for some of these things and and they would not be um they, they would not have the types of long-term buy or sell orders set up in their fleet carrier um and and they'd be making changes that would be more prepared so I, so i think again i think this is an adjustment period i think we're all getting used to these changes including frontier and and i think we'll, we'll see more to come out of this but but that's just kind of my two cents right on there were some other changes in the patch as well that I'm not going to cover. Little things here or there. There were some other things that were fixed. There were some other things that were broken. Uh, I think, let's just say that there's also some stuff that wasn't fixed that still needs to be addressed, some of which I've made them aware of directly, and hopefully they'll get on that because, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say look for a Fleet Carrier Patch.3 coming soon tm it's this is not a situation like the september patch where shit was broken and unplayable and you know people were you know pitching huge fits this is little stuff here or there but there's a lot that changed and there's a lot that's going to need to be sort of looked at and whatnot and i i say they're doing a good job they're kind of cranking it out and just moving step by step and, and getting stuff as it comes and look for more news soon tm on that 
And moving on to happier news or, or well, I, that wasn't actually unhappy news. That was mostly, you know, on balance, good news. But um, <clears throat> other good news, we have the Fuel Rats announced this week that they hit their 80,000 rescue mark, which is amazing. I want to give a big salute to the Fuel Rats. That's amazing. That is amazing. Absolutely 80, amazing. 80,000 rescues. Yep. But that's also 80,000 people that didn't have their shit together. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> so here's no. another thing I, I i you guys know me i i go a little deep into the world of elite and and that includes reading uh a russian uh 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 regular sort of uh what do you call it uh what is that blog 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 whatever a russian blog about uh elite dangerous and i also watch uh elite dangerous news which is sort of the German version of like uh, oh. uh, uh, Witch Space News and it's, it's, it's done it's all German, in German language version? Yes, or... yeah, it's all okay. done in German. Uh, I speak some German, but my German's a little bit rusty. I don't speak a lot of German and the fact of oh. the matter is is I use uh, Google Translate. I pull it up, I watch it on YouTube and then I, I, I uh, the guy's name is Science Keeper. That's his, his channel. The uh, cabin kind of sight for the Schlag Sonnen. Just throw that out there if anyone could figure that out. Yeah. And uh, I put on the closed caption and I put it to Google Translate into English and pick out the words that I know here and there and then go through uh, and, and sort of read the closed caption. And I got to say real quick, this is the funniest goddamn thing. The closed caption really? was hilarious for this. The closed caption for this, when I got to the part about the fuel rats, says, <clears throat> and, and this is a quote, the fuel rats tweeted that they have carried out 80,000 rescues. Their motto is, don't ask us for fuel if you run out someday, because we have it. <laughs> made me cry. I laughed oh, so God. hard. That, I, I, Science Keeper keep on rocking with your bad stuff that shit is <laughs> I, I get obviously what it what, what it meant but i i love the german fuel rat motto and i think that that should be that should make it onto a mug what do you guys think yeah totally that's funny don't ask us for fuel if you run out someday because we have it that's almost like hey man we siphoned it off you go fuck yourself <laughs> that's like that is very much the like Compton version of fuel rats yeah, where they actually steal I'm the fuel sure, from you. I mean, look, I'm sure they're very uh, altruistic people, and it's a, it's an unintended consequence of the oh, no, of translation. Right? Of course, it's not. The guy said it in German. He said the motto correctly. You know, uh, you, yeah, know yeah. you you know, this so is what a lot it's like their translation motto is uh, hilarity. Yeah, sure. but it's it's great. It's funny. Yeah. So. All right, we got to keep this train moving because we're getting tight on time. So here we go. Discussion topic number one. The players are taking control of the narrative. We at the Dark Wheel Turning the Wheel project, you know, have created a long-term sort of CG that is sort of an epic CG that's kind of bigger than the stuff that uh, that, you know, frontier have given us or that you know other companies you can sort of expect to give uh uh give people um it's a campaign it's not a cg it's a campaign and it's long term and we are having a ton of fun with it you've got this the cg uh the axi 
with their CG, which is just fucking inspired. That shit is amazing. And you, everyone needs to get involved and take part in it. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you like being free people or would you rather be bug food for aliens? Because if you'd rather be bug food for aliens, then don't take part in the CG. But if you like being alive and having freedom and you want to be on team people, then get out there and get involved in that AXICG, man. But you've got these things. You've got stuff like the Hutton Truckers with their stuff. You've got players right now. There's a moment where we're like taking control of this game and we're saying like, hey, man, all right, we're going to make our own stories. Um, you know, we, we, we're going to just like Frontier. Thank you so much. You gave us an awesome sandbox. Now we're going to go play in it and we don't need your template. We're going to figure it out and we're going to do our own thing. And we're, we're having fun. So what I want to hear really from you players out there, what do you think about this? What do you think about the turning the wheel project? What do you think about the AXI, you know, uh, CG, their, their, their compute, their, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, player-based created CG. What do you think about stuff like Hutton with Operation Hot Mess. What do you think about, you know, the Bucky Ballers and the, the Elite Racers and, you know, the series Tarn Race that, dude, the AXI are making a race where you have to be fast and fierce. It's like, what, I want to hear from you, from the players out there, what do you think of all of this stuff? And real quick, the first two that I want to ask, Fee first, then Roy, what do you guys think of this? So, so I think uh, you know we, we we touched on this earlier again when we were talking earlier about last week's questions. Um, I, I think again going back to to one of our earlier galactic water coolers where we called out uh, Frontier and said, you know, listen, we need the lore. We we need we need these stories to give us a foundation to work off of as as we build our own personal stories as we play this game. Uh, what we've now seen is we've seen again these these varied communities, whether it's it's. Uh, turning the wheel or uh the, the axi group or, or or everybody you mentioned tonight kai you know we we've got these guys that are taking the sandbox and and they're totally running with it um and and i think it's fantastic but but at the same time and, and i'm not being adorably optimistic this time i'm going to be adorably dark and gloomy um i i if if i were sitting in the darkest corner of of the development uh department in in frontier i would say oh yeah is this what you guys want to do i'd i'd, I'd say okay well well here come the bugs here here come whatever uh, we're about to turn your entire universe on its head uh, and make you guys try to try to deal with this while you're also running your own personal CGs. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I may be a little sadistic there. Um, I'm not sure if Frontier's got it in him, but but at the same time, like I said, it, it's it's good to see uh, all these different communities uh, running with the game and, and getting together and playing with the sandbox uh, to, to accomplish these goals. Right on. Here, here. Roy? I think that, uh, you know, inside every community manager and developer at, at uh, Frontier Developments who's working on Elite Dangerous, they have inside of them this cornucopia of things they wish they could do. And these things are constrained by time, money, priorities, and so forth. And I'm going to bet, I would, I'm willing to bet that some of the things that have now erupted in community events 
have ticked some of those boxes and that they are cheering for us that 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 we've picked up the the breadcrumbs of some of this stuff and that now we are you know it's it's like we've picked up the shovel in the sandbox and for some people it may be we've finally picked up the shovel in the sandbox uh because these people have created this sandbox for us and I can imagine this this goes back to you know look I'm 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 drawing upon um some discussions I've had with uh Commander One and and others and 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 you and in past streams it's like how are we supposed to be playing this game and it's it's a it's a paradox where there's there's such a you know trillions of stars and so how do you lay breadcrumbs in a way that doesn't seem infantile uh, but respects the the kind of problem-solving abilities and scientific ability and and challenge that the caliber of people who are playing this game want to see. Mm-hmm. That's a delicate balance, and if you get it wrong, you end up with these lost clues that go forlorn for two years. And if, if you overplay it in the other direction, then people burn through it in 24 hours, and then everybody's like, what's next? Like, it, that that is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it's... Um, Anytime you have this kind of engagement with with uh, a community group, and look, there's 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 many 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 thousands of people playing this game, right? And so to have an emergent gameplay like this, I gotta believe that there's some cheering going on at FDev because this is like their their dream that that there'd be this kind of engagement occurring in the game. Um, it's not perfect. We may, there, there may be there may be things going in completely the wrong direction, and then it and then it behooves them to say, "All right, well, finally this thing we've lit the candle. Now, do we play along with this and and change what we thought was the right way to play this game, or not?" You know, it's but but the game is afoot. Like it has happened, and now there's thousands of people mobilized, and this is a big freaking deal. That that you know we've gone from a content drought and people moping about what's next to, holy crap! Like w- thousands of people running missions and organized and passionate about a purpose, and here it comes. And um, yeah, this is a good problem to have. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Which takes us to our discussion topic number two. I want to hear from you guys on on this. The next thing is. But will Frontier reassert their dominance in the storyline pre-Elite Dangerous Odyssey? And if so, when and how? Here's my thought, and I've said this openly, and I've said this repeatedly, and I've said this for months. I think that Frontier is going to turn... I said, look, they're dropping fleet carriers on June 9th. They're going to need all of June, all of July... And maybe even as much as the first half of August to sort of work out all the bugs. There's going to be kinks in the problem, as we've already seen. We're in patch point two. Point two. There's going to be patch point three. They need to a fix it all, like get it all stable and right, and then b wait three or four weeks and just 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 listen. It's like when you're waiting for that other shoe to drop, and once you've got it all fixed and it's run nice and stable for a little while and that includes the bgs shenanigans and other stuff not just fleet carrier specific stuff that's happening but once they, everything calms down so i'm saying i've been on record to say i think sometime between 
August 15th and October 1st. So from mid-August, so the last half of August or all of September, somewhere in there is gonna be the trigger date. And on that trigger date, Frontier is gonna unleash hell. The story is coming back. I think it's gonna be something with the Thargoids. That's gonna be a massive push. There's gonna be new things, there's gonna be maybe new permits, maybe new whatever, new, a new invasion, uh, like them coming onto our turf or us going onto their turf with our new fleet carriers or something. I think that before, and I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm, 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 I'm uh, putting my, my name on this, and I'm saying it for the record. Before, everyone's saying like, well, you know, in Odyssey, they'll do something. I think it's coming before Odyssey. I think we're going to see the story come back and we're going to see it come back hard and it's going to sort of bridge the gap and explain the story and get us moving so that we're sort of ready to hit Odyssey with the, you know, hit hit the ground running. All right, Fee, hit me with your thoughts on that. And then Roy. Hit me with your best <laughs> shot. Yeah. Um, I, I think my, my take on this goes back to what I just mentioned earlier. You know, I'm sitting in that dark corner in the, in the development environment at Frontier and, and I'm, 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 I'm looking at all these, uh, player based community goals and I'm saying, okay, you guys ready? Because we're about to flip the whole thing on its head. Uh, I mm -hmm. agree with you. I, I think, uh, they're not going to wait for Odyssey. I think things are going to start to happen. I think they, they've teed up a lot of things behind the scenes while they were working on the carrier update. Uh, I think, like you said, they're, they're ironing out some of the kinks related to, to uh, you know, the bugs that are reported right now with uh, the, the carriers. But, but I, 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 I agree with you. I think the things that we saw uh, late last year with increased uh, uh, Thargoid activity and, and perhaps... Uh, something else is is going to start to ramp up again, and and I you know I, I don't think they're going to wait for Odyssey. I, I don't think, um, I, I regardless of the amount of change that the carriers have introduced to the game, I don't think that it's enough change that will keep people satisfied and happy until Odyssey launches. I think they're going to they're going to begin to build that story. They're going to actually use it to justify the reason for Odyssey. And, and we're going to start to see that start uh, happen uh, in the coming months. So I, I really think that, that they're going to build that whole story in, in the next few months. They need that time. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me, and, and I, I, I don't mean to say this, but it wouldn't surprise me if Odyssey happens to get delayed so that they can spend more time building that story. Okay. Roy, what do you think? I, I'm going to circle back to what I started the stream with, which is we better be ready because they're going to come at us with not just, you know, battles, crises, um, but things that we have to figure out. And I would not uh, suggest that we should rest on our laurels with whatever we used to figure things out three years ago. We, I wasn't there, but a lot of smart people were there and figured things out. They've had three years to up their game. And they know there's a crap ton of smart people playing this game who love to be challenged with those kind of deep puzzles. Um, and sophistication, you know, honestly. And and I look forward to that. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm relishing that. So I would just put out a call to anybody who... You know, like me, he's only played this thing since January. You better get ready, because 
because the kind of things you look back three years and that blows your mind well hang on I I, I they've had they've had three years to sharpen the sword so I'm looking forward to it I want to call out one comment that I'm seeing in the chat uh, M. Graham says it's fantastic to be able to create these events but I would really like to see more tools to be able to reward players or set up reasons to do these things yeah, I good. 100% agree I'm calling out Frontier right now. If you're hearing this, Frontier, there needs to be something given as a reward for the success state if that success state is achieved by the AXI and their community goal. Whether that's, a, you know, they already did before. Remember they had that thing with the, <clears throat> for a while they had a, like the wireframe, like whatever of, I'm actually seeing it right now on Fee's ship. There's that the wireframe Thargoid, uh, Thargoid for yep. for one um, <clears throat> for one uh, arcs they or ten arcs whatever it was basically free they had it out there for for a couple of weeks or whatever they need to do something like that there needs to be a bobblehead or a decal or a paint job for a fleet carrier or a, can, a, can a I, thing can I, can I jump in on this. I, what? Let me, just real quick, let go me ahead, finish. Go ahead, go ahead. There needs to be a thing that if, <laughs> if, and I believe, I, I don't want to say if, I'm going to say when. When the AXI succeed in this community goal, Frontier needs to get involved and needs to support this with a thing of saying like, because look, they didn't half-ass it. They did not say like, we're going to make a community goal to like uh, collect 10 Thargoid hearts and like five. No, they went balls deep and said, you know, hundreds of these and thousands of these they went hard and they put a very aggressive goal that is going to be difficult to achieve and i think that when they get to the point that they mm, how do i say it when they get to the point that they 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 shatter expectations by achieving this very difficult goal frontier needs to reward them and all of us out there that are taking part in this and are are, are defending humanity. So uh, keep your eyes open because I'm calling for it now. And I know Mgram has called for it. Uh, Frontier needs to have some reward attached to this. And since it's a fleet carrier thing, I would love to see it be some something tied to the fleet carrier as a reward. All right, go ahead, Roy. Look, I sorry for butting in, but I'm I'm really passionate about this after after the time i spent talking with a1 and, and looking back at how fdev participated with canon and the thousands of other commanders within canon and outside of canon that participated in all those events in the first you know two two and a half years of the game uh where there was back and forth with you know in-game characters and and real life commanders posting galnet articles and there was this escalation of oh we found this and now it leads to that and like that was freaking amazing mm -hmm. and uh what we're doing now look the least that fdev could do is is pitch in with some kind of reward on the end of this because uh the heavy lift right now is being carried by the game the, the the players and the people organizing these public events these pale these pale in comparison to the kind of integration with um fdev that was happening in the first two years when all the new thargoid and guardian structures and all that stuff was being found 
Um, I, I, you know, look, oh my goodness, this is like a, the, the riches that are being heaped on, on FDEV right now with the kind of social capital that the, that the player base is putting out there with organizing these events and making it happen and loving on this game. Oh my God, the least they could do. If they can't participate in it day by day because they've got other priorities, I get it. They're, they're sorting things out to make sure whatever's going to happen with Odyssey and then hopefully earlier than that with uh, some other story events, I got it. But really, would it kill you to, to pitch in on the end of these events to kind of put a cherry on the top of the Sunday for people that are putting in collectively, you know, thousands of hours of, of playtime and, and passionate effort towards an, an, in-game, an in-game narrative. 100% agree. We got to wrap it up. We're getting close on time here. We're, we're over on time. So, yes, I want to hear from you guys. Discussion topic number two. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Do you, do you think, you know, it will happen before Odyssey or not? Do you think if so, what do you think of my timeline? Do you have a better timeline or a different timeline? How would you want to see it go? How do you think you're going to see it go? We're, you know, this is, this is, this is a lot of stuff. So this is what we're looking at. And then let's, let's hop real quick into state of the game. Uh, So from now on, just, just with regard to the podcast from now on, the show is going to start at eight o'clock Eastern standard time, every Friday night or midnight, Saturday, you know, morning, whatever UTC on, on their UTC time. Um, and we're going to try to keep it to wrapping up around 10 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> also, the show is streams live Friday night. Give me a couple hours. By, by Saturday morning-ish, you're going to have, number one, show notes for the show with links to all the stuff in there for you. And number two, timestamps for the show. If you look back on last week's show, Saturday morning, I went back and put in timestamps for everything. So I'm listening to it for quality control and putting in timestamps so that you listeners or watchers can, uh, who are on the, on the YouTube can literally just click on it and jump to the spot of the, the topic that you're sort of super interested in. Or, or if you want to look back and refer to it in the future, you can click on the notes and get to it easily. Um, the other thing that I have, and this is the last thing that I have for sort of uh, state of the game on that topic is there are record, record-breaking numbers for the month of June uh, for Elite Dangerous. I will have an infographic that uh, that I'll put up that shows we hit the peak of 20, the all-time peak, 21,535 concurrent users on Steam. That's Steam only. That does not take into account all the other platforms that does not take into account PC users that are not on Steam. But if you look at the numbers, we have been growing. You know, December was up uh, almost 50%. Then January went up, a, a, you know, another like 9% from that. Dipped a little in February and March, just, you know, a little bit. March, April up 97.63%, you know, dipped just slightly in May. June up another 50%. Like it's just going through the roof. And this is for, if you look on the Reddits, they have, you know, the mobile, the apps, the the old Reddit, the new Reddit, all of the different things. The numbers on everything are just on the rise. The platform is, you know, I mean, the whole Elite Dangerous, the whole community is rapidly growing 
which means new commanders, which means people coming back. All of these things are fantastic and show a massive amount of potential for the future of Elite Dangerous. Oh, and I lied. There's one last thing that I want to cover. Uh, Frontier just put out a tweet today <clears throat> looking for a new community manager. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say they didn't say specifically what for, but if I had to guess, this would be to replace Bo, who, you know, announced that she's moving on. Uh, and she does a lot of the, the planet, uh, I think mostly planet zoo and some Jurassic stuff. Um, so if you're in the area and you're looking for that kind of a job, get a hold of them. They tweeted out there. You could be uh, part of the Frontier family. And once the COVID shit ends, you could be going into work at the, the Cambridge Science Campus and getting to see David Braben and Dr. K and, and you know, Zach Antonacci and my favorite people. And yeah, man, good stuff. Do you, uh, uh, Fee, let's start with you. Do you have anything for State of the Game to add that we didn't cover already? I don't really think so. I mean, you know, just to kind of go off what I talked about within my little segment at the beginning, you know, I'm having a good time with Rift S. I apologize for those of you that have gotten motion sick with me playing the game tonight. <laughs> um, you know, you got to watch me, uh, you know, if this uh, game were Top Gun, I think uh, Roy was kind enough to make me spill my coffee all over my, my uh, sh shirt. <laughs> he several, the tower? Several, yeah, he, he was buzzing me all throughout the, the stream. I think we've been mm -hmm. we've been taunting one another all night. Uh, I think there were there were several events tonight where you may have watched me i'm gonna now start calling it uh being whale humped uh so uh you know i've, I've had i'm just uh, having a good time with with uh vr and and no that's uh that's my take on on the state of the game for tonight right on and roy yeah i uh i am super jazzed about where turning the wheel is about to go um <laughs> this is validation this is so exciting um i'm i i I'm really hoping this um, not only validates what's been started by so many who've, who participated in this, but it, it creates a sort of a social proof, like everybody needs to get on board this. If you've been wondering about this, like you were waiting to see if it would work, it's working. It's working. Jump on board. Let's get going with this. This is, this is advancing the main story quest. Let's make it happen. And there's even more that I can't talk about just yet, but there's... More good news coming up soon, TM. But seriously, like I'm, I'm a, I'm Captain Turning the Wheel. So obviously, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. But guys, don't sleep on the AXICG. That shit is incredible. And now is the time to hit it up. Everyone, enjoy your LaveCon weekend. Enjoy your Fourth of July. Enjoy flying around in the galaxy. The community questions. We got. I'm gonna hit them real quick. And again, like I said, this is for the prize. So next week, someone's going to win this. That that uh, uh, what was it called? The the something package. The, the assassin. Assassin package. Yes. Yes. So, question number one: Your thoughts on? Oh, that's the other thing. That was that was the other thing. Sorry. Question number one: uh, What are you hoping for or expecting from Frontier by way of pre Odyssey storyline? So tell me what you would want. And then tell me what you think we're going to get. And, and that could include just the details of what you think is going to happen or, or just a rough idea. And also some timelines. When do you think this stuff is going to happen? Number two, what do you think of all the player-made content going on right now? What else would you like to see? 
Um, tell me about your thoughts on the Turning the Wheel project, your thoughts on the AXICG, Buckyball races, all of this stuff, including Virtual Late Con. And then question number three, send us, this is just sort of an open free space, send us pics, send us any kind of, you know, artwork, uh, a logo for, you know, the Turning the Wheel project or Elite Week, if you, you know, if you're inspired to get into that stuff, uh, you know, a, a top review, if you have like a, an awesome review or get into the comment section on the, on the, uh, uh, you know, YouTube, where I just really want to sort of kick it up a notch with regard to community engagement and really, really reach out to you guys. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm super, super excited. All right, like I said, it's after 10 o'clock. We are gonna wind this baby down, but it's time to uh, it's time to, to give a nod to our brothers and sisters out there at Virtual LaveCon. So let's kick this out, and also to the Buckyball Racers. Let's kick this off with a little Labian brandy. Guys, have a great night. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Freezing, I'd had too much booze So I thought I would park up my cow for the night She was packed to the gills with records I had saved Here's a big hole of ox for my lady My comms panel opened, a voice said Ha ha, now give me ten tons of your loot I was stubborn and drunk and would not give this punk Not one penny, so I blew it all My lady was hoping for riches that night When a rebuy I was down on my knees But she just walked away from that empty ship bay She said, you're not the man that I need Oh, I turned to the dark side, I hardened my heart Oh, yes, a mean pirate I'd be I flew out of that station and into the sun Yes, I knew I had found what I'd be I was flying my Cobra right out of Chromaine With a hole full of Labian brandy I was swinging so deeply from my hidden mug Or would the rare smell of onion had round me Maybe I'll find a girl in Fragaha one night But put up with my poverty ways But until then I'll drink from this old hidden mug I hope that I'll meet her one day one day, Christmas Day Oh, I'll win back your heart with my gold and my charms Oh, one day, Christmas Day But until then I'll keep on my pirating ways Well, hey So I cooled down my cobra and silent ran home Sold all of my Libyan brand 
It's a pink parsnip gin just to give me a grin And a puff of that onion head glad me Maybe I'll find a girl in Fukuhawa one day Or put up in my poverty ways But until then I'll drink from this old hunting mug And I hope that I'll meet her one day One day, Christmas Day Day, but until then, I'll keep on with my pirate in one.